0: all cats they're cute and they
1: can't spell because they're cats i trusted you with my email address and you betrayed that trust by sending me internet banality strike one it's manson mitchell on the weekend with gary manson suzanne mitchell a double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day manson mitchell you're on the air Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy weekend to you. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Such a show we have today. Pets and the afterlife, the eternal bond between humans and their companion animals. I can't wait. But we will wait just a moment before bringing on our honored guests of the hour to say hello to tall guy Nathan, Nathan Miller, our producer. How are you today, sir? Good morning, Gary and Suzanne. And while I'm here, I can have cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> H-A-Z? <laughs> yeah.
2: H-A-Z. I get it. Do you like loud cats, too? Oh, man, those were the thing back in high school. I mean, they were everywhere and everybody's phone and
1: apps and... Internet meme pages. You couldn't get away from them.
2: Yep. Yeah. Very funny. Very funny. Okay. Well, we have two guests today. Not just one. We better get to it because we have two guests.
1: And lots to talk about. We have one guest who brought us another guest. Absolutely. Well, you know what? These strays show up. That's what have you. Feed them once. Feed them once. You have them for life. That's just it. Our
2: our first guest, this is her 15th appearance, is Nicole Strickland. She's a highly respected afterlife and paranormal researcher, multi-published author, and award-winning podcaster. She has appeared in a myriad of media outlets, including television, film, radio, and print. She presents on a variety of paranormal topics at conferences, events, and libraries. She lives in San Diego, California, and we'll be sure to give her website out at the bottom of the hour. But just for a preview, it's authornicolestrickland.com, and this is her 15th time. And she said, well, let me come on with my friend Karen Anderson. So Gary, tell us about Karen.
1: Karen A. Anderson is a celebrated author and animal communicator. In her new book, The Pet I Can't Forget, she expertly guides her readers to acknowledge and understand how animals communicate with us from the afterlife and beyond. Karen is well qualified to write a book of this magnitude as she understands this genre deeply. Why? Well, for one thing, Karen Anderson is CEO and founder of painted rain ranch animal sanctuary a final refuge for the pets no one else wants we are delighted and honored to have you ladies with us today
0: hello
2: Nicole how are you doing today
0: I am doing fabulous everyone my voice is a little off because I do have a sore throat but you know what I'm not gonna let that ruin the show
2: it's great to see you guys you and thank you for being your friend hello Karen
3: Anderson Hello everybody. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
2: This is this is a pet's day, and I can see mm-hmm. that you have a pet right with you there on Zoom. So and who is this pet's name? What is this, this pet's name?
3: This is Burgie. She's the Burgermeister. She's one of our rescues. <laughs> oh little tabby cat. I know Nicole, you have a soft spot for Tabby. Ah, there she is.
0: Oh. We're having all the fun. This
2: is is radio, people.
3: She looks like Kaylee
0: a little bit. Yeah, she's
3: just a black and brown, gray, tiger-striped tabby. She's uh, um, here on the ranch as part of our um, We They stay here with us forever, so she Um, will be here. Yeah, so wonderful.
0: So wonderful. I have such warmth in my heart.
1: Yes. And as well, you should. And we will get into the ranch, the sanctuary concept and how Karen Anderson and her husband there have managed this pretty much all on their own, but with some help from their friends. But I would like to start by asking Nicole Strickland, please tell everybody how you met Karen and, and the basis of your friendship. And when you're done, then I'm going to ask Karen to do the same in reverse.
0: Sounds good. I think it'll be pretty similar. So back in uh, 2015, I was looking up paranormal conferences in the Pacific Northwest and I found the Oregon Ghost Conference and I reached out to its president, Rocky Smith. And I was like, you know, maybe, I don't know if maybe they'd want to have me. I'd love to talk about the Queen Mary or anything else. So I emailed him and interestingly, he was looking for someone about the Queen Mary. So I attended the Oregon Ghost Conference. I think it was the first time was in 2015 but i've been i think three or four times now and that's how i met karen and uh, we've become good friends and we've remained in touch ever since so you know it's you know we're we're destined to meet people i guess in our lives so that's how it happened
1: a point worth holding on to i think that will factor into the conversation going forward karen your turn
3: you know when you find your tribe, when you find somebody that you just click with and resonate with, and it's as if you knew each other your whole life. Yep. That's my connection with Nicole. She is my tribe. She is just, we have the same likes. We have the same mindset. We love animals. We love our cats. And Nicole and I just, instantly connected and you know the ghost conferences are are just full of talent beautiful people offering incredible skills and uh, she was one of them thank you
0: karen you said it beautifully likewise i neglected to say all that but likewise i
2: second it you're amazing so glad to know you thank you so much if if you're uh awake and aware you you will resonate with the fact that you can meet people for the first time and instantly click with them and instantly bond with them and and a lot of times you don't even know why how does that work with animals karen do you instantly click with some and are there some that you instantly say i would never take that animal home
3: I think so. I think they can sense our energy first and foremost. They are sensitive creatures, so they live in a world of energy. So if if the two of you, you know, have that kind of attraction to each other, then yes. And it also is tied into, interestingly enough, how many past lives you have shared together. That's one of the things that brings us together with our animal companions.
1: Here we go, Gare. <laughs> I, I, here's my story. I was in, I lived in Las Vegas for five years, and in 1986, this was in, uh, in, in relationship terms, this was uh, a long time ago, of course, but it was someone different, who absolutely loved animals and worked in animal care, principally for veterinarians the entire time we were together. One night, it was a warm April night, and the patio slider was open and all of a sudden in walks this long i mean like a stretch limo of cats a calico and ultimately we named her Missy but this cat wandered into our homes our home and all i can say is that you know the term skin and bones i could count her ribs this was one hungry kitty. She had been spayed. She had been declawed in the front and then apparently abandoned. She was just on her own. She needed a forever family. And in walked the cat. I don't know. I would love to know what her name was. I'd have to contact an animal communicator maybe and find out, but I named her Missy and, uh she was with us only five years before we had to have her euthanized, unfortunately. there um, I'll tell you, we had two Yorkie dogs at the time. In comes the cat, and it's interesting how animals, this is by way of saying animals, come into our life for reasons that sometimes we don't understand at the time. But when I say I bonded with that cat and vice versa, it was absolutely true. I think about that cat every single day and she has been across the Rainbow Bridge for just over 30 years now. But I think of her every single day and quite fondly. Wow. The one Yorkie dog got along well, whether her tail would be wagging when the cat came down the hall. The other dog, no, I think that the other dog essentially refused to acknowledge the cat's right to exist. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was. it's interesting about animal personalities but missy made her home with us i was delighted it was just a thrill to have her in my life and i haven't had a cat or a dog since so that was the pet era and i hope to uh at the very least i hope to have one maybe two cats at some point in the future uh, suzanne and i have talked about that numerous times
0: that's People, a rewarding story gary that well, is thank that's... you yeah, and yeah. interestingly, I wanna to add to that. So you were in Las Vegas in 1986? I was. Okay, I was living there too as a very young child. So see, and now we know each other some 30 some odd years later. Oh. See how
3: it works?
1: This yeah. is what right? we talking about. Here we go. People I come mean, into our lives for reasons mm-hmm. and Lord knows that yep. our pets, our companion animals, our buddies, our furry kids come into our lives as well. And there's a part of me, maybe I'm being a sentimentalist, a a romantic, but I can't help but think that it is kismet. It is destiny because that cat needed a home. That cat needed not only to be fed, but to be loved. And I was there waiting. And the patio slider door was open. In she came. And it lasted five years. But I tell you, it was a torrid affair. (laughs) She She was quite the kitty. And she was Amazing. long, too. She wasn't, she wasn't a big, fat cat. I mean, we fattened her up some. She needed some nutrition for sure there. But it wasn't that she was so big and round. She was long. She was a lot. Of people were, would remark, that's a big cat. said It was like, I say, the stretch limo of cats. <laughs> but she was an absolute delight. And as I say, I think of her every single day. When they get into our hearts, they stay there. Yes, So that's my story. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for sharing.
3: <laughs> I'm, I am so with you. Um, and just the way that they will sometimes appear when we didn't even know we needed them.
1: Or they, yes. they
3: they fill an emptiness in our lives that we didn't realize that we were lacking. And these creatures have a way of not only taking us through some of our darkest moments in life, but I truly believe that they make us better human beings. They teach us about ourselves and they even bring forth maybe things about us that we really don't like about ourselves that, you know, with them in our lives, we can maybe soften the sharp edges of the things we don't like and start to make some changes. And, you know, animals have been my my whole life and will continue to be and your story is so heartwarming. I'm sitting here and so many stories are running through my head about this is so beautiful and and I'm so glad you got to experience that and I know many listeners are probably going oh my gosh that happened to me too or you know I found this dog or this cat or whoever when I was on the way to you know the store or work or whatever it's it's all purposeful it's all connected there's meaning and purpose behind it all so what a beautiful story Yes,
0: absolutely. Gary, I was like, I paused for a second at the end because I was thinking how similar it was in a way to me meeting Max and Kaylee. And mm-hmm. it was just destined for us to meet. And I felt instantaneously that, okay, these two cats, the three of us have known each other for a long time. I, I even thought, you know, past lives even two part of the same soul group. So I actually got chills when you were telling me that story. That's that's That warms my heart. To hear stories like that.
1: Well, thank you, ladies, for saying what you just said. I believe, as does Suzanne, that there is a divine order to life. That's one mm-hmm. of the threads that runs through our show. Yeah. All these years we've been doing it. There is a divine order. Things do happen for a reason. And I'm inclined to believe, yes, you can have a fender bender, hopefully nothing worse than that, and call it an accident. But there really are no accidents in life. There is an order, there is a cosmic pattern, and it includes everybody and everything. It's like yes. from the Bible, you know, not to start preaching, but I mean, there is this, this idea from the New Testament that not even a sparrow falls to the ground, that your Father in heaven does not know of it. God's got it, and that means God's got it all, and all of us, and all of the animals who come into our lives to bring us unconditional love. I mean, we're not just a meal ticket. You can see it in their eyes, in the way they nuzzle you, the way they want to be in bed with you. They want to, they're want they checking to make sure that you're within eyesight or earshot. There's a, a bond there. And I've found that if you are expressing love to an animal, you're going to get that love back in equal or greater measure. And when they're in trouble and you're there for them, I believe they're aware of you and the importance of your meeting at the soul level. Call me romantic, but that's the way I look at it.
3: I agree. I agree. Totally. Yeah. It's, you know, we are connected at the soul level. They are part of our soul group. They are part of our, the web of who we are, our past life experiences for those that are open and aware of past life experiences and I've even had some clients tell me that after a companion has departed, that a, a new animal will come into their lives and actually take on the same traits, sleep in the same places, have the same behaviors and mannerisms of the companion that they previously lost. And it's like the, uh, the rebirth of, of who they lost in this total stray random who wandered into their life. And, and doing really specific things. Like one time I had a client who said that she had a, uh, a stray cat that came into her house and uh, she was missing her beloved cat that had passed on and her beloved cat that passed had this real particular habit of eating cantaloupe. I mean, that's not, it's not something, it's not something cats do. Right. I mean, that's kind of a unique thing. So, you know, however long, it was at least a year or so after her companion passed, this new kitty found its way into her life, wandered into her yard, into her house, into her heart, gets up on the counter one day when she's slicing her cantaloupe and goes over and starts eating the cantaloupe. Wow. Now, if that's
0: not a message, I don't know what
1: is. You know, what's <laughs> right. Not, you know, I mean, good God. <laughs> that's so cool. And one thing I learned is what, when you move there and you're involved when uh, we moved This was in the same relationship, which led me to another destiny many years down the road, meeting Suzanne Mitchell. Mm -hmm. uh, When you move from Las Vegas to Seattle and you're driving because we didn't fly up there and we didn't have the the kitty crate on a plane. No, we had the two. (laughs) I have to tell you, we had two Yorkie dogs, one calico cat and four. Yes, four pet rats with us. (laughs) I said the lady I was with. Worked in animal care the whole time I knew her. And uh, so that was going on. Well, you know, there's that to navigate. But if you're going to be moving a cat and you're driving from place to place and it takes you a few to several days, just be prepared to pull the cat out from under the mattress because it's going to hide. It doesn't know where it is. It wants to feel safe. There are animal behaviors that we might call quirks but that are perfectly natural to the cat or the dog or whichever animal you're talking about. They have their behaviors. They have their way of understanding their world. And if you can accommodate that, the bond is even stronger. Plus, it just makes life easier to know what to expect.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've i traveled with my cats before. I, I wouldn't even think of putting them on the plane. I just buy a car. And yeah, I moved with them. And it's the same thing. They they seem scared but we have to realize you know those behaviors are natural to them and just let them play out as that as how they're supposed to and then it just they normalize and you know it's home again so that's yep. a good point it, gary
3: i had a uh, a trip from the denver area to spokane where i live now where i was moving and moving all of my animals of course and we hit a blizzard and uh, oh boy in may and uh we had to stop overnight at this um very small motel somewhere in wyoming and we couldn't find a motel that allowed pets so we had to sneak about 20 <laughs> animals into our hotel room and um, i had all these cat carriers lined up the next and i totally cat proofed the room like i went through and made sure there was nowhere that they could go and hide and get behind this or that or disappear into the walls or anything Next morning we get up, and we're ready to head out. And I start putting cats back in the carriers, but there's one empty carrier. Oh no! And I could <laughs> yeah, I could not find the other cat, and I am freaking out. You know, ripping everything apart, and couldn't find this cat. Oh and my god! I was with the, the man I was with at the time. He's now the ex husband. He's like, I'm leaving without you. And I said, you go right ahead. I'm staying yes. here until <laughs> I find right. this cat. I'm not leaving till I find this cat, um, which is one of the reasons why ex-husband. But um, it, this was like, where could this cat be? It's like it vanished into thin air. Well, after a lot of stress and freaking out and looking everywhere that you could possibly imagine, in my haste to get the cats loaded up, I had accidentally put two cats in the same carrier. Oh Oh, my gosh. gosh. So that was a happy ending though. It was, but they do really weird things when you travel. Like normally they'd be like, get this cat out of here. He's like in my space. And (laughs) they were both just, you know, huddled in the corner, trying to get comfort from each other. And I couldn't see that there were two bodies in there because the cat carrier has a tiny little holes, but yeah. Woo, dodged bullet on that one. I was
1: well, getting it, anxiety yeah. in hearing that just now. <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: I know. <laughs> Back in the day, I, I felt like I lived in a menagerie, the high water mark of rat ownership. Rats that otherwise, I must say, people, like, yeah, eight pet rats uh, at most at, at one time. Yes, that's eight rats that would have been feeder rats who would have wound up. Their destiny would have been to be in the belly of a snake there yeah. and... um that's I have a not...
3: rat story. I have a rat story. I'll share it when it's time. But I have a okay. good rat. I have a good yeah. rat. Now story. is a
1: good time. What, well, Aaron. What, what I found was that with yeah. the rats. Now, if you've got a, a cat and you've got eight rats, you know I, the rats aren't too thrilled with being watched by this cat so intently. However, for the cat, it's vastly entertaining.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs>
3: Oh, can I share my cute rat story? Yes. Okay, so a client of mine, wonderful client, Judy. We've had so many sessions. I can't count anymore over the years. She had this beautiful uh, Siamese cat named Lolly. And she's actually in one of the stories in my newest book. But And this story is in the book, too. But she had a session. And during the session, I started getting these weird images coming through. And with her cat, Lolly, you just never knew what you were going to receive during a communication session. And one of the things I saw was a J name and, and a gerbil or a rat. And even though her name was Judy, I knew that the J name did not go to her. It was for someone else. And I saw a box. So J name, rat, and box. And I said, Judy, you know what this is? And she's like on the phone with me. She says, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, well, do you know someone else with a J name? She goes, that's not coming to me right now. I said, okay, just get back to me. So fast forward, I get this email a couple of weeks later, Karen, you won't believe this. So she went through her contact list and found her friend with the J name. It was like Joanne or whatever it was. And she called her up one day and she said, hey, I have a weird question for you. do you have a rat or a gerbil or something? And the woman said, oh, yeah, actually, my daughter does. She found her in the dumpster in a box, which is what I I also got. And it was, we think, intended to be snake food or food for somebody's reptile. It was still alive. The rat was still, you know, she resuscitated it, got it back to health, nursed it back to health And now it's her pet. So, whoa, here is this departed cat, Lolly, telling me about a rat, a box, and a J name that my client, Judy, had no idea that this even existed. I mean, that's...
2: That's amazing, Karen. Yeah. That's phenomenal. a, A cat giving you messages about some other person and another pet from a completely different household. That is truly amazing. That's energy.
1: Well, it you know? is in a talk of uh, yeah. divine order. I'm, I feel like we're playing Can You Top This? <laughs> the scene is Las Vegas behind the old Sahara Hotel in an alley and one rat came to us. We named her Baby. It was, she came to us as a baby and she stayed small. Well, the, the rat destined to be known as Baby was there in an alley we don't know how she got there but because she was one of these lab-type rats, not a wild rat. And uh, that was true of all of our rats. And so here is this little beige-colored rat, and she is in an alley surrounded by 10 cats. Oh, boy. I mean, surrounded by 10 cats. Who's gonna be the first to make their move? Oh, boy. tiny little rat. And lo and behold, here comes a cab driver, a lady cab driver. She sees 10 cats surrounding this tiny animal. She gets out and sees it's a rat. She actually picked up the rat and rescued it, took it to the vet where my partner at the time worked and we adopted the rat and she lived a full measure because typically a rat, a lab rat will Live about a thousand days. They don't get a long time on earth. I hope they make the most of it, right? And so uh, she outlived in terms of her uh, language, her longevity, outlived the others as a matter of fact. And there she was. We named her baby. And what would you rather be? Would you rather find a, a home, a forever family, or would you rather be surrounded by 10 cats? Yeah, you know, so absolutely. here again, and when I say divine order and they're being, a, a, there are a, a synchronicity and a harmony to life. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about.
0: Yes, synchronicity plays into it so beautifully.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to everyone who rescues and helps an animal in need, thank you. I have been that person my whole life. And it is really, um, I think, an incredible experience when you find somebody like that that needs you or that just needs a second chance or, you know, save them from a really scary or life-threatening predicament, I mean, that comes back to you tenfold in uh, blessings in your life. That energy that you created by that simple act of kindness multiplies and some people call it karma. It, Whatever you want to call it, it it does come back to you and in huge ways. And that's the great thing about helping animals is that you want to do it to help them like out of the goodness of your heart, but yet the rewards are so abundant and plentiful. It's, it's just, I think the most satisfying, joyful experience ever to, Absolutely. to do that. And thank you for everyone who has taken in a stray helps the bird with the broken wing. You know, i Save bumblebees out of a bucket from drowning. You know that's me. I'll go. Oh, I've done
0: that too. Even I've even done it with ants. Okay. Oh, I've done it with spiders. I'll take them out. Girl,
1: that's (laughs) happened in the last week. There, with Suzanne's kind assistance. I don't want to kill the spider. We we took the
2: spider out to play. Yeah, outside.
1: Haven't seen it since. It happens at least once, and usually more than once this time of year every year. There, I can count on seeing at least one. And I figure you haven't done anything to me. You're not, it wasn't a spider that would be, you know, medically dangerous or significant to humans. So that was a no brainer. Just get a a plastic cup, usher it outside and get on with your night. We are here talking with a couple of fine ladies who are compassionate. They are loving and they have a lot of love to give, so much, in fact, that they save quite a bit of that. For animals, for pets, for companions on the path of life. And if that sounds sentimental, why not? There's a lot of love to be given, to be shared, to be experienced when you have pets in your life. Nicole Strickland and Karen Anderson are our honored guests of the hour. And when we come back, not only will we do the marketing piece, courtesy of Suzanne Mitchell, but we're going to talk about the Painted Rain Ranch Animal Sanctuary. What a story is there to be told by Karen Anderson. That's when we come back, give us a couple of minutes. We are Manson Mitchell, so glad you joined us today. We will be right back. Hi everybody, this is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures, detailed in each magazine, With all your itinerary, we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Carl Petrie, psychic medium and filmmaker, to talk about the famous people he's known and places he's been in New York and New Jersey.
2: On Saturday, Matt Shea, along with Skip and Sharon Line Gang, discuss haunted workplaces and the high strangeness found at some business locations. Bringing you mastery and
1: mystery since 2007.
2: We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.
1: Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150.
2: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our two guests this hour, Karen A. Anderson and Nicole Strickland. Karen A. Anderson is a first-time guest. We're going to let our first-time guest go first. Karen, if people would like to find out about your books, um, media, website, anything that you would like to share, please do so.
3: Well, thank you so much. So my website is simply my name, Karen Anderson.net. And there you can find information about all of my resources. I have free resources as well as, you know, other services. I have a free app for pet loss and you can download it in the app store or Google play. It's called pet loss, hope and healing. And I also have uh, coaching programs for animal communication. I teach people what I have learned over the past 26 years. Beginners, intermediate, advanced. I have an online course for beginners and private coaching for other levels. I have a Facebook group for animal communication practice called Animal Communication Planet. Um, Sessions, I don't conduct sessions any longer, I retired so that I can focus on coaching and writing. But I do have hand-selected colleagues that through those sessions that they book, a portion of those proceeds go to my nonprofit, Animal Sanctuary. How cool is that? And then of course, there is my nonprofit, Painted Rain Ranch. And all of that is available on my site or the Painted Rain Ranch site, which um, is paintedrainranch.org.
1: And I think it needs to be said that so much of the expenses are covered by you and your husband, of course, you welcome donations, and I know I plan to donate. I hope others will as well. but you've been doing this as a labor of love at your own expense to a large extent Karen
3: i have I pretty much had the the sanctuary in place for the last twenty plus years here in eastern Washington and it just finally, you know, Karen finally clued in, light bulb went off that, you know, this is uh, an opportunity to create something bigger. So I launched the nonprofit several years ago. So yes, it has been funded for a very long time, just out of the work that I do and my books, of course. And um, I decided to turn it into a, a 501c3. And now all of the proceeds, all, all of the proceeds from my coaching, my books, and anything that I share through my website goes to the nonprofit, funds the nonprofit, including a portion of proceeds from those animal communication sessions. So it's really phenomenal. It is all about giving back. And thank you for saying we need donations. Yes, constantly in need of donations. Uh, We are specifically, our focus is to save the pets no one else wants. So they come to us with a lot of problems, health issues, missing an ear, an eye, a limb, blind, deaf, um, diabetes, asthma, stomatitis. So our vet bills are off the charts. So if we can supplement food and supplies through donations, then there's more money left for those big time medical expenses.
2: Thank you, Karen.
3: Wow. Nicole,
2: Nicole, I know you're a 15 time guest, but we still want to give out your information as well. Oh, your sure. People would like to connect with you. You are more than about bringing us Karen Anderson. You have a lot of things going on. So, where is the best place for people to find you on the World Wide Web? Sure. So, some-
0: my main website, authornicolestrickland.com, but I did actually change the domain. So it's, uh, you know, HTTPS colon two backslashes, com. I think author Nicole Strickland will still forward to that site, but that's my main site. It has pretty much everything, um, books, presentations, uh, classes, what's going on, pretty much everything. Uh, I'm on social media too. Facebook, probably my main page at Nicole D. Strickland is the best way to get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is author Nicole Strickland. I'm not really on Twitter too much, but that handle is my paranormal research team's acronym. So SDPRS Nicole at SDPRS Nicole. And then you can go to San Diego Paranormal Research dot com to access information about my Team, and I need to update that site. So, you know, if you go there, you're going to see that it's kind of not too outdated, but a little bit. So, I need to update it. And then I'm launching a new uh, website and blog uh, for the Queen Mary, and that's going to be queenmarylegacy.com. And it'll just basically be a blog page. And then uh, let's see, I'm launching a new podcast this year, probably in the next couple of months, and that's the Life Inspiration Project. So, I don't have the site built, but the domain for that will be lifeinspirationproject.com.
2: I know you're always getting into so much. I wanted to ask you real quickly, Nicole, You we know you as the Queen Mary lady, among other things. And, and you do a lot of paranormal conferences and and uh, deliver a lot of good information. In the years that you have been going to ghost research conferences Have animals played a large role in that when you are talking about um, paranormal phenomenon? They do.
0: They do. I've had many, many experiences, mainly uh, not so much on actual investigations, but my own personal experiences throughout my life, channeling and just, uh, you know, the eternal bonds that I have with my animals Uh, specifically most recently with Kaylee and the dream visitations that's a whole nother discussion but she is teaching me so much about the afterlife everything that has been said today on this show I can actually equate and that's exactly what Kaylee is doing and even her brother Max but as well as other stories and just hearing from other people a lot of their uh spiritual messages and exchanges between them and their animals too so so it does play into
2: uh play into it a lot. Okay. And Karen, I wanted to ask you, since Gary and I didn't have an opportunity to um, read your books, I wanted to ask you if you collect stories from people, because I'm sure so many of our listeners have had their own experiences feeling like their deceased animal is still with them in some way. I feel my my dog jump on the bed or I I feel the cat, you know, coming across my ankles when I'm walking. I mean, if people have these kinds of experiences, are
3: you in any way collecting those? I do. In fact, my books, which you'll receive here shortly, they just didn't make it in time for the show. Um, They are all about stories. They're filled with actual um, people's real life stories and some of these uh, wonderful clients of mine are still actively in my Facebook groups. I mean they're there. You can read their stories in the book and then go to the Facebook group and there they are. It's like, "Oh my gosh, there's Beth, there's Frank, there's Danielle, there's um Patty." So these stories that I receive, you know, once someone has read my books, they want to share, you know, "Oh, this happened to me." So yes, I get tons of stories and examples just like you shared, you know, where they dream have these really vivid dreams um, such as nicole or they'll feel their pet near them and you know sometimes you think you're going crazy right you think did i really feel that was that you know was that my imagination was that real and the the one thing i want to share with you is it is real and if you look and there's nothing there You can't debunk it any other way, then yes, that is your departed loved one from the afterlife reaching out to let you know that they're there. They don't want to scare you, so they're not going to like, you know, leap out of a dark corner and jump at you. They're going to do something very soft and very subtle, and it's going to feel almost like a cobweb on your hand or a brush up against you or maybe a warmth in their favorite spot, or you might hear toenails clicking on the floor. Or you might hear a a sound that was something they would do. There's so many different mm-hmm. ways that they can let us know that they're there. And yes, it's them. It's them. So be sure you say, I see you. I hear you. I felt you let them know, Hey, do it again. That was cool. Do it again.
0: That's exactly what I do. And it's an everyday occurrence in my house. I nice. mean, you know, and I want to add to it's sometimes our logical minds want to make sense of what we're seeing and feeling and perceiving, but try not to go that way. Trust what your heart is telling you. Trust that because it's not so much explaining why or how it's happening. It's the importance is the experience itself. So
1: I think one of the big questions people would have is, When I cross over, if I believe in the afterlife, as Suzanne and I both do, I want to know if I'm going to see my pets again. I love the thought, I mean, that I can go. And I mean, I've had uh, more dogs than cats, but uh, I want to see Missy again. I want, hell, I want to see the rats again. You know, but when we look at human energy, animal energy, and we look at, at the cosmic pattern of life, I would think, any animal lover wants to be reassured if possible that when it's their time, the animals on the other side are waiting for them so that they can be reunited. Yeah. I
3: just I just had an a bald eagle fly past my window as you were talking right oh, there. Oh,
0: see, synchronicity. There it, it is. It was
3: huge wingspan. And wow. I think Nicole, you can agree with me on this that absolutely our departed pets are going to be the first ones there to greet us they often come through in an afterlife session with our departed human loved ones even if they didn't know each other in life it doesn't matter you're the common denominator there is no way that they would miss that opportunity because for them, it is, they miss us too, that physicality. So for them, it is a reunion that they look forward to as well. And they know when you're getting ready to exit this body and they're prepared. It's almost like there's a, a sound or a tone or a signal or vibration that signals your loved ones and they all gather and prepare for your transition. And I've worked with dementia patients, Alzheimer's patients, end of life patients as well in the past, and they will often describe to me that their loved ones are gathering, including the animals, waiting for them to take their last breath. It's beautiful. So there's nothing scary about it. It's actually a celebration And the animals even share with me that when they leave their bodies, while we are left torn and broken and devastated, they're having the time of their life because it's such an incredibly exhilarating experience for them to transition into the afterlife. It's total opposite of what we experience. So you never have to worry about your beloved pets when they are out of their body. It's the ones that are here and alive and you know still with us. those are the ones that need our prayers and our our love and our support. The ones in the afterlife are great and surrounded by loved ones and completely experiencing a joyful, exhilarating experience
0: and that right there that and I absolutely believe believe everything you said, Karen, absolutely, and that right there is something to hold on to not only is it comforting but it commences the healing process just knowing that fact because i think it is a fact you know i absolutely agree with you yes
3: and i hear this a lot you know i will have someone will read my book and and they'll be just devastated thinking that their their beloved companion is lost or scared or holding something against them or blaming them for euthanizing and you know we do that right we beat ourselves up when we have to and our companion's life i've done it it's horrible
0: yeah it is absolutely
3: but i i explain through many many stories in my books that our pets don't see it that way they don't experience the end of their life the way you and i experience the end of their life they trust us completely to manage them and to do what is right for them there there's Three words that are not in the animal's vocabulary. Three words. Those words are forgiveness, blame, and guilt. Now, those three words are strictly human concepts that when I ask the animals about them, they kind of grasp at straws trying to define that for me. We don't need to ask their forgiveness for anything. They, they have no concept that, forgive, forgive for what? You loved me, you took care of me, you were my mom, my dad. There's nothing to forgive. Blame. We blame ourselves, right, for what we did or didn't do or shoulda, coulda, woulda. I know I have in the past. Animals don't blame us for what happened to them, even if we are at fault, in the case of where we accidentally did something and then they lost their life. They don't hold that against us. We are the only ones who hold that against us. They don't see it that way. And then we get stuck in that spot, right? We can't move past it. The animals don't stay there and they don't want us to stay there and they want us to move forward so that we can live our life fully. Why? Because they are attracted to our energy when our vibration is high and that gives them fuel, spiritual fuel. It's like they, it's like we're a battery pack for them. And when we are happy and joyful, our battery, our energy is high, our Vibration is high and our companions, that's fuel for them. And they can be around us more easily and send us signs and let us know they're near. Whereas when we're grieving, our batteries are low, our vibration is low, and it's no fun to be around us when we're grieving, right? That's not a fun place to be.
1: we talk talked so, to a fair share of mediums. We
2: talk about that as the human to human relationship where our friends and relatives are not coming to uh say hello from the other side because our grief is so strong that it is not attractive and and so uh what you just said about animals we've heard with regard to humans and and maybe it's just a matter of that applies to all energy
3: it does and um when we feel guilty <clears throat> That is a self-hate, if you will. Blame, if we think they blame us, they don't. When we feel guilty, we're mad at ourselves, right? Guilt is being mad at yourself. None of those things serve either of you. They are a complete waste of energy. And again, Nicole, you can agree with me here. Everything in the afterlife is energy. Everything. Oh, it
0: is. It is, and it's pure energy. That's just it. I mean, energy that we're talking about, this is pure, unconditional energy without the ego, which is causing a lot of this, you know, the guilt and all of that. So that's how I look at it anyways.
3: Absolutely. And when I conducted sessions, the client would come to me completely devastated, like focusing on those final hours or moments or minutes of their pet's life, just obsessing on what happened in that snapshot of time. Even if the animal had been with them for 10, 15, 20 years, they focused on this tiny little brief area. Now I have a visitor in here who's (laughs) meowing. I heard her. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, And the animals will, and and they want to know, you know, did they struggle? Were they in pain? Did they this? Did they that? The animals don't even wanna talk about that. Here's what the animals say. That little moment in time was the worst moment in my life with you. That doesn't describe me or define me. What about all those years we shared? What about all those memories we had? That's what they wanna talk about. And It's fascinating to me that the humans wanna focus on all the negativity and everything they did wrong and the struggle and the pain. and. I forgot to give them their meds or I didn't get them to the vet soon enough. The animals are like not even, it doesn't even come up on their radar. It's not even worth talking about. It's like not part of their experience. That's all human conjured stress and pain and the things that keep us up at night. They don't even talk about.
2: I love that. Yeah, hey, I love, you. Yeah, great I love thing that for too. You to- just say, Karen, because I know we have a lot of listeners who have pets and that was a wonderful thing for you to share from what you've gotten in animal communication for everybody listening to our show today. So thank you.
3: Yes, you're welcome. And, you know, Nicole, you and I deal in spirits in the afterlife and, you know, how everything has a purpose and a reason and I'm sure you all understand that when you have, I don't like calling them pets because they are so much more than that, but for the sake of,
0: I agree. um,
3: You know, part of that relationship is saying goodbye and the loss because they don't outlive us most of the time. So this is part of our experience with them and we're supposed to experience that loss. That loss That grief, that pain we feel, that is the deep reflection of love. So how can you want to get rid of grief and pain if it represents your love? You should embrace it and say, this is part of the process. I'm grieving. I've lost somebody I love and care about so deeply and honor it and then work toward honoring and celebrating who they were, not their final moment, make their life, more important than
1: their death. I like that. And as with humans, so with our animal companions, don't suppress the grief because it's not going anywhere. It has to be experienced and processed, dealt with in other words, because you can't just stuff it in a closet and expect it never to show up again.
3: Well, to stop grieving is to stop loving someone and you're never going to stop loving your companions. So there's not going to be an end to your grief. It's going to change and flex and it's going to sometimes be really high and sometimes be really low. And I'm not a grief expert. It's completely out of my ballpark. I am a, I am not at all advising on grief. I'm just saying from my perspective, listening to the animals who are my teachers, It is something that our grief reflects our love. So you should never expect that to ever fade completely because that would mean your love for them fades completely. Yeah, well said. Very well said.
2: To find Karen A. Anderson, her website is?
3: KarenAnderson.net. KarenAnderson.net.
2: And to find Nicole Strickland? Strickland NicoleDStrickland.com. Nicole Easter, thank you both for being with us today. Great conversation.
0: It was so, a
1: joy. It,
0: yeah, thank
2: you so
0: much. Thank you, Nicole, this for bringing us Karen. Yep. Oh, absolutely. She's amazing. I love All her, right. and I love you too. Both. I love both of you Back too. After. All three of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank Thanks, you, everyone.
3: Thank you so much.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today. We hope that you have a fantastic week ahead, and we hope that 2024 is going well so far. If it isn't, it will. Keep thinking positively.
2: Here's what's coming
1: up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Carl Petrie, psychic medium and filmmaker, to talk about the famous people he's known and places he's been in New York and New Jersey.
2: On Saturday, Matt Shea, along with Skip and Sharon Line Gang, haunted workplaces and the high strangeness
1: found at some business locations. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007.
2: We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.